Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. This is the Flowtrack Podcast, flowtrackpodcast at gmail.com. Happy Monday. If you are a uh, member of the pod, check out the bonus pod. Did we put it up yet, Gordon? Or is it live now? Yeah, it's already up. Yep. It's already up. Check it out. We did some track and field Emmys for the uh, 2022 season. Uh, a little bit of a shorter pod today. Producer Colt's got to run, but that's okay. We're going to go rapid fire through uh, several stories, uh, most of which I'm excited about, some of which I'm not, but that's okay. You'll just have to guess which one I'm not that thrilled to talk about. Um, Gordon, first of all, how are you? How was your weekend? Weekend is good so far. My parents are in town. The first time they've been here in like three years. So we uh, are enjoying Austin. They're still Wait, here. Get they the, leave tomorrow. Get them on the they pod. Tomorrow. Should Can I get, get them, them on the no, pod? No, no. no, we can't get my parents on the pod. No. no, no, no. no. Why not? What are they going to talk about? We make this high, go- like, you know. When- uh, I got one question for them. What's that question? Yegon versus Fraser Price. Who they got? Oh yeah, I think they I would go know. with Kipiega. They, they 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 would they would back their son. They are there. They ride with their son on all things possible. So, if one of your kids did four things really well, and then another one of your kids did this eight things really well, which kid would you say did better? I think we could throw that to him. We spent Saturday afternoon in the office watching the Penn State football game. I showed him our office, Wait. and then. We sat and found a TV, and we watched the Penn State football game. Seriously? That was our Saturday. There's no TV at your house? No, there is, but show them the office. Show them where we work. Oh. Okay. Were they impressed? Yeah, sure. I don't know. Hmm. This is where, you know, they took a picture of me sitting at my desk, like, working (laughs) the whole, like... Parents, so proud of like first day of school type stuff. So it was good. Love it. it. Good. Love it. Uh, all right. We're going to jump around a little bit. Oh, before we get going, we got to issue a correction. We got to issue a correction. Uh, those of you who listened to our interview with Kira D'Amato, who's running the Berlin Marathon this weekend, by the way, check that out. Um, 
we asked her, I think I asked the question, but you, you did the research. So I'll take, I'll take blame here because I asked the question. We looked up what we believe was her first race in high school where she finished in the mid hundreds. We were confused about it because that year she finished pretty high up at a regional meet on the pod. When we showed her the results, we were wondering, Hey, what happened in this race? She insisted she ran the JV race, not the varsity race that meet. And that the time was incorrect. We had a laugh about it, joked about it. She said she was going to look it up. She followed through Gordon because <laughs> she sent an email. She found the results. And she also found an essay that she wrote about that event. Cause remember she said she remembered this meet specifically because her coach uh, put her in junior varsity, not varsity because she had missed uh, a practice um, and she wanted time to prove him wrong. Yeah. Time trial, sorry. Time yeah. She wanted to prove the coach wrong. And that was a subject of the essay. So if you pull up uh, the results again, it is interesting. So her time is handwritten in there because these results only show the varsity race, but I looked, those do match up to what we had on the results page that we showed with Autry and Ottstadt winning it. And then Kira 1937, we had her what, 23 minutes or something on those results that we showed her. Okay. I mean, I believe Kira. Sure. hundred percent. I believe her, but like she's using, she could have wrote that down on that piece of paper right before she took a picture of it and sent it to us. There's no proof that she ran that time. It's just, are we supposed to believe that that ink she wrote down in 1998? Like, this yeah. is what I actually ran? I mean, we could get some analysis of the ink. To me, the essay put it over the top. I don't think she went and rewrote an essay. She could have. About good, it. Good, also, good play. Good move. I'm of the era, I don't know if you're of the era of results in newspapers. Are you from that time? Yes, I am. Yes, good times. It was a big deal to see your name in paper for the first time, especially if you weren't that good like me and like you. Um, so it does. basically what I'm saying is the newspaper results were very limited. So I don't think they would go 15 deep or even five deep in the JV race. So it doesn't surprise me that her JV results were not listed. Also was interesting um, on those results. I don't know if you can see it. I didn't notice this at the time. Second place in the men's race. Boys race, guy by the name of Alan Webb. Really? So perhaps, yeah, we could call him to testify. Yes. <laughs> hey, do you remember? The pod. Do, do you remember this meet? I just thought it was great. Um, so props to her for following up, doing the research and sending it. I, I'm accepting it. I think she's dead on. I don't need any handwriting or ink analysis here. I think that uh, we need to get that result changed in the, in the mouse split database. Okay. Who's, who's in charge of this, you or me? Who's sending the email? Well, someone from Ausplit is listening. I, okay. I would assume someone on their site is listening. But yeah, if not, if this isn't done by the end of the week, then I'll, I'll send it a follow-up email. It's the American record holder in the marathon. You know, we got to get these, these things correct here. And potentially the Berlin Marathon champion. If you haven't watched the interview yet, I enjoyed it. Uh, go check it out. I want to talk about the Noah Lyles tweet, though. Those of you in the chat, I'm assuming you saw the Noah Lyles tweet. If not, I'll read it out. This was from September 17th, which is Saturday, 7.05 a.m. morning time in Florida. Lyles sends the tweet. I want the double. And that's it. Thoughts? 
So, the first thought is, this was set at 7 a.m., meaning this is not a fast food tweet where I want, like, the double. Correct. Like, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. if it was sent, like, late at night, you know, you're like, oh, he's really hungry. He's, he's having the munchies. Or it's, like, during dinner time, he's like, I want the double because he's starving for some junk food. But you don't send Sir, Sir, this is Twitter, tweet. not a Wendy's. You can't at, just yeah, tweet your order. At 7 a.m. This is clearly something different. And so he says he wants the double. One, two. But here's my question. Didn't he say he won the double before? Yeah. This, this isn't the yeah. first time he said this, right? No. No, not at all. I just – I like it when athletes put themselves out there. And he's done it before, and he's running it back probably with, more, I guess, more success this time. I don't know. How do you think? So you're going into – last time it was got screwed up because of the pandemic, though, right? Sure. So I'm wondering, does he have a better chance this time or – last time but you know the emergence of curly is something you need to talk about because that wasn't there last time when he when he in 2020 but in, by 2021 curly obviously was a force but the men's hundred in general hasn't changed a lot has it again you got you got some guys running nine seven mid to nine seven high basically you have marcel jacobs there now but it's not as if this event has taken off into a different stratosphere. He does need to drop some time. I think he's going to need to figure out how to shave a tenth off of that hundred. But but his two hundred is a bit faster than it's ever been. Maybe he can see some improvements in the one. So Colt did a great research here. Look at this tweet though, from literally almost a year ago, or two years ago. In August 19th of 2020, yo, I'm about to hit the double. And then he responded, say, 100, 200, let's go. Noah's really good at this whole giving us content to talk about in the offseason for Track and Field Podcast. But he's tweeting out, yo, I'm going to hit the double. But he didn't even well, attempt it that's... in 2021. He said that in 2020. He didn't even attempt the double what? in 2021. Wait, when did he say that in 2020? What's the date? August. August what? 19th. Yeah, that's because that day he ran the double in Hungary. He was talking about that day. He ran a 100, 200 double. He wasn't talking about world championships or Olympics. Okay. So then maybe he's, maybe two days ago he ran a double. Maybe he did two workouts. <laughs> no, incorrect. That's not it. He's saying, I remember 2019, uh, after he won the two, did an interview with him, and he said, I said, you going for the 100 next year? Yeah, it was always the plan in, in the Tokyo Olympic year to go for them both. Now, 2020, after what happened 2021, you understand why in 2022 he only went for the two. But he's in a spot now in his career. What is the next, like, what's the next thing he can check off? He's got the American record. He's got two world titles. You can just collect gold medals in the two for a while which sounds like a great plan to me, and I'm sure he wants to do that. But there's two main things left. One would be trying to figure out how to double. The other one would be the world record in the 200. So it is tough when you get into this spot where you become a heavy favorite in an event. It just feels like you need to constantly challenge yourself and up the game. And the way you do that oftentimes is just to 
throw in that other event, but it is going to be very hard. I think, I know the U.S. gets four next year. If he even makes that team, I think that'd be a win. If he medals in the hundred somehow, if he goes bronze gold in terms of the, the, the one, the two, I think that'd be huge. I mean, we know how tough it is to make the U.S. team in a hundred. So if Noah Lyles legitimately is setting himself up to be a real threat for the double, which 100-meter runner in the U.S. should be most worried? Because they're not going to make the world team. Well, I can tell you who's going to be the least worried. Who's the least worried? Red Curly? Yeah. He's got the buy. He need to worry about it. It's fine. That's true. He has the buy. <laughs> I'll see you in Budapest. I'll see you guys in Budapest. And Lyles has the buy in the two, which makes this really possible. He's just got to go and run the one. Uh, I mean, whoever. I mean, that whole group, right? They're not Ooh, that far one. apart, really. Is it Trayvon oh. Romel? Is it Marvin Bracey? Or is it Christian Coleman? Or is it Makai Williams? Well. Well, I think it's I think it's Coleman Williams that group down. Yeah, it's that it's that group. I don't think well, it's Coleman. It's not Bromel or Bracy. Who should be worried? Well, I don't think they're. I don't think anybody's safe because they're really that they're really close together. But those two guys had a better season than Coleman and Makai Williams and whoever is in that next tier. So yeah, I would say it's that. I would say it's that group. The thing with Coleman though, I think. It, it doesn't really matter what Lyles or anybody else does because if Coleman is on, he's going to make the team. And if he's not on, if he's not back to where he was before, he's not going to make the team, right? Like I, I think it's more of a Coleman controlling his own destiny because if he gets back to where he was in prior years, he's going to be golden. And if not, there's, there's so much depth there, it's going to be tough for him to, to squeak on the team. I feel I feel better I feel good about Bracy and Bromel just because of the consistency that they showed this year. Okay, but that's easy yeah. to pick. You're just like, okay, you're gonna take the guys cool. who swept. Yeah, okay, yeah. I'll take the guys who swept. Gotcha. That that makes sense. But I I think I'm not writing off Coleman getting back to, you know, getting back to low nine eights, maybe even high nine sevens, and I think he's gonna be on the team. I think the bigger question is just. How much can Lyles improve? If you get down to 19-3-1, does that mean there's going to be a corresponding PB coming in the 100? And and if so, by how much? Because there's just a huge gap, right? There's a huge difference in the U.S., right? If you can run, if you're running 990 versus 980, that's the whole ballgame, right? Yeah. One, one means you're going to have a tough time getting on the team. The other one means you're going to contend for a medal. Maybe even gold. Yeah. Do you think? Do you do you think he's doing this just because the natural progression of an athlete is just constantly finding the next challenge, and this just seems like the next logical challenge for him? Yeah, I don't even think he's doing it as a challenge. I think he's doing it to improve his two hundred. Hmm. I think, you know, like. In order to get to that next level, which is a level that only one person has been to, or I guess two, technically yeah, put two. Owen Blake there too, um, you need to really get, you need, I mean, it sounds stupid, but you need to get faster. 
right? But I say that in, in very dumb terms. True. But like, I did look speed, that up. He does. He needs to get faster. But you do increase, you do help with your speed by getting better in the 100, you know, even doing the 60. Maybe he'll do a yeah, couple yeah. 60s indoor. But like, he knows how to have a great 200. He knows how to run the curb. He knows how to accelerate. But that just like raw speed, like that Trayvon Bromel 60 meter speed, that, you know, Christian Coleman 60 meter, like out of the gun type speed, that helps, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, it's big reason why Joseph Fambule is probably going to be running a lot of hundreds because he needs to work on his start to like mm. get that first, you know, 50 meters of a 200 even better. Because if Noah yeah. Lyles can get his first 50 better, his last 150 is great. We've seen that. But yeah, there's always improvement for the first 50. And I think that's probably why yeah. he wants to focus on the 100 and that will get him potentially to there. And it's not that big of a risk either because he has the buy in the 200 and he's got separation between himself and everybody else in the 200. If Knighton was running what Knighton was running at LSU the rest of the season and putting pressure on him, maybe it makes it a tougher choice. But Lyles has increased the separation, built up a little bit of a cushion, using some of that cushion, using some of that uh, advantage to pour some more energy into the hundred where it could also up the 200, as you're, as you mentioned, I think you're right is, is a good call. Uh, checking on the chat here all in the game says the glitz and glamor for better or for worse is still in the hundred. That's true too. And a lot of sponsors, shoe companies, like they want to know, or they want to have you double, right? They want you out there multiple times. They want somebody in the hundred. Um, I'm excited to see it. And again, he's doing this from a, position of strength he's not backing into it and I, I do think it's just so interesting how we've gone full circle in the last three years with Lyles from completely dominant force in the 200 so he's looking for other stuff to do to challenge him to losing the 200 to getting back to unstoppable force needing to find something else to do to challenge him all in the span of a few years quick turnaround yeah, it's a wild pretty wild yeah but I I give credit to him for just putting it out there. He's not playing games. Oh, we'll see. You know, we'll look at the schedule and see what happens, and I'm gonna test my fitness. Like he's actually saying that he wants it, and he's doing it. Basically, as soon as the season ends, this is as early as you could declare your intentions for the next year. He's doing it. He's like a big believer. You know those way too early rankings, like the way too early top twenty fives, or here's the Super Bowl pick the day after the Super Bowl. That's essentially what Lyles is doing. I'm I'm all for it. So we'll see. Hopefully he can do it. Also, he should change his Twitter handle, man. His Twitter handle is Lyles Noah. Does Noah Lyles have a... Is there a Twitter handle out there called Noah Lyles? Let's search this. I'm, I'm assuming producer Colt is on it. He's really good at searching Twitter handles. Yeah, it looks like there is. Who's this? Look at this person. Oh, my goodness. Cini's got... Uh, 20, 2012, the last tweet. And uh, he tweeted, I farted in August. And also, I love Justin Bieber. Man, listen, er, fa- early Twitter in the was world as the Twitter spot. You got to feel for it. What do you think Noah would rather have? The double or this Twitter handle? At, at Noah Lyles. There's definitely been 
offers given, right? There's definitely been a conversation. Hey, that can I have that been. handle? Yeah. Right? Do you think Are he you knows at he Gordon has? Mac? I'm at Gordon Mac. I got in early. Okay, I was going to say, was how, like, this much, is gonna how be much would thing. you pay? I wouldn't pay anything. Yeah, this is going to be a tastemaker. Cole, is yours your name? I don't think we should show my Twitter profile. <laughs> no, no, don't show it. Don't show it. But is it your first name and your last name or somewhere around there? It is close, yeah. Okay, how much would you pay for just it to be just your name? Would you would you care about that or no? No, I don't think I would. I, I think for athletes it makes a lot of sense though. For like I if I was Noah Lyles, I would definitely want that. Like I'd be harassing that guy to try to get the, the profile. Challenge him to a race. Hey. Listen, I know according to your tweet back in twenty twelve you farted. Uh, I just wanted to follow up on that. Also, can I have your Twitter handle? Thank you. Challenge I'm sure he's race. gotten DMs. From Lyles Noah. Hey, can I have your Twitter? Yeah. All right. We'll move on before we do that. Uh, Tampa Eagle says, Noah may have better top-end speed than everybody. Uh, all in the game says, if Knighton somehow consistently starts dropping 19.5s early season, Lyles might change his mind. Yeah. We saw how much he is influenced by Aaron Knighton this past year. So that, yep. that that is that is true. I don't think you can separate one from the other, meaning that, Lyles winning by big margins, not just winning, but winning by big margins makes you think, all right, what do I do next? I'm feeling confident in my 200. What do I need to add to my portfolio? Hey, let's go and look at the 100. Um, let's talk about another dominant athlete. He's running this weekend. Ilya Kipchoge in Berlin, world record holder, lines up um, going for what we believe will be another marathon triumph. He, he's a big favorite as he would be in any field, but particularly this field. Uh, gave some quotes, said he still wants to run Paris 2024. Didn't really get into what he's looking at for Berlin on Sunday. But what, what was the quote? I just want to run fast, or I want to try to push myself. Um, he's ready for a very good race. So, I don't know. What did you Did you take anything from any of his quotes here, Gordon? He says a lot of good, like, Headlines. I am running to make yeah. history. I am ready for a very good race. I will. Tr I will try to push myself. Um. Obviously, he's not like in the sunset stage of his career. As much as we keep on like thinking like we're getting to that because we feel like we've seen the greatness already from him with the Olympic medals and the sub two attempts. It's kind of like. Mm -hmm. I think after he broke two in the marathon, we kind of just assume like he's done in a weird way. We're like, yeah, you, you did it. You did the ultimate thing. Mm -hmm. It was a big buildup. Yeah. You did two attempts at it. You got it on the second attempt. Now you can sunset your career, but he's kind of not acting that way. He's kind of acting like he's still like in his lower thirties. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, going back to Berlin. You know, we're like thinking like, why is he doing Berlin? He needs to, he needs to do New York city because he needs to get all the mm -hmm. marathons out of the way. But the fact that he's like thinking, well, guys, I'm running all the way through, through at least 2024. I got time. Sure, I can show up to Berlin again and get a crack at trying to lower my PB, which would be another world, rec world record. So yeah, I, I think it's kind of interesting that not only is Kipchoge still at the top of his game, we are still kind of, he's not fading yet. He has yet to show any sign of fading. Yeah. Which yeah. 
was, will be weird when we, he shows his first sign of fading. Because the only time he's ever faded, he had an ear infection in the London Marathon. <laughs> when it was raining. Yeah. The only time he faded. That was a weird – well, that was 2020. That was yeah. 2020. I remember at the times you and I were debating, hey, is, it, is this going to be seen as, as a one-off? Or is this going to be seen as a turning point in his career? And it was the one-off of all one-offs. You could not have any more one-off than Kipchoge getting eight there because we've seen what happens. I think what's interesting about him saying he's going to do Paris 2024, that's the intention, is it puts a marker in that says, okay, he's at least going to go to summer 2024, which puts all of 2023 in play. Which, again, I just assumed he was going to run, but you never know. So that means 2023, he could do spring and fall, which means he could do a Boston and a New York if that's still his plan. And then in 2024, I don't know if he's going to do another marathon in addition to the Olympic, but there's at least a possibility out there that we would see him again. So I think I think what you can extrapolate from this is that in addition to Berlin, Berlin will be one, maybe two in 2023, and then at least one in 2024. We're going to see him at least four more times. Again, maybe he's going to run Paris, but I feel great. I'm going through to LA. <laughs> it's like, who's going to argue with him? But I think the short term, what I take from this is he's got a chance to get all the marathon majors because he's going to run all of 2023. Now, maybe he's got another thing up his sleeve. Like there's another race he told you he wants to run on the cruise ship. Maybe that's going to be his priority in 2023. But the possibility at least exists of seeing him in the two marathons that I know people in the States and maybe even worldwide really want to see, which is New York and Boston. Yeah. We're going to know we're, we, we are going to know that we're going to want to see him in New York or Boston, because when we're doing our 2 a.m. podcast, local time, <laughs> we're watching the Berlin this weekend. It's going to be, we're going to realize like, Hey man, Kachogi can you just run in our time zone for once. Yeah. <laughs> so. I I'm not waking up for anybody, but him. Just, just for the yeah. record, like he is the one who's also, I need to talk to you about that. Cause I'll have people staying at my house. I might need to record at your house, which means I might just need to do a sleepover at your house. Is that cool? Hey, uh, that's fine. I'll get some, okay. I'll get some snacks some, some your parent, popcorn. Your little time. Your parents will be gone by then. Yeah, they'll be gone. Right. They leave tomorrow. I just, I was thinking about the logistics. Cause as you, as you know, and the listeners know, I have three kids. So then when in-laws come to space gets very cramped. And I think, hey, I need that room to film a live podcast from 2 a.m. to 5 a.m. I just don't think it's going to gel with anybody's schedule who's living in this house. So I was like, you know, what? I might need to drive to go. And then I was like, well, I don't want to wake. I don't want to set an alarm and drive there at like 1.30. So I, why don't I just go over there at night? Oh, that's going to be great. Just, get some dinner. Some pizza rolls. Go. Yeah, man. I'll have a good time. Oh, I'm excited now. Okay. This is going to be even better than I expected. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's. It's not for sure yet. Actually, I think okay. it is for sure. Well, I got to yeah. I gotta check the schedule one more time, see if it works. All right. Kipchoge, it's going to be great. I'm excited um, for, for Sunday morning. So we'll see. All right. What else? Uh, oh, Gordon's cross-country minute. No, come on. This is in a minute. No, we'll talk. This is interesting news on the high Gordon's. school side. No, no. I want to talk about college cross country first because I, I go through these results, these two big high, uh, college cross country okay. results, and then we'll talk about the high school news because I, I got a question for you uh, as it pertains to the men's side of things. Okay, so we'll start with the women. Um, NC, so the top two ranked teams, NC State women and the NAU men, both ran 
this past weekend. NC State ran a home meet in Raleigh, North Carolina. NAU went to an Indiana meet. Cary, coaching North Carolina. Invite. What? Cary, North Carolina. It's, it was in oh, Cary, Cary, North sorry. Carolina, not Raleigh. I sorry. just want to be Cary. factually accurate here. Yep. Sorry, Cary. The Adidas XC Challenge. They go one, two, three, and they win the meet. Samantha Bush won, running a 5K in 1614. They go one, two, three, uh, five, six, seven. You know, they, they, they just pretty much dominate. Um, a couple of their athletes ran unattached, like they're, some of their true freshmen. But Caitlin Tui didn't run. Kelsey Camille didn't run. Uh, Sydney Seymour didn't run. There's probably someone else I'm not thinking about who also didn't run. But there are big stars didn't run, yet they still went one, two, three, and they dominated. There was no much competition. Um, but mm-hmm. things are looking good. The thing that NC State has is they have incredible depth because mm-hmm. there's going to be their number eight runner would probably probably be every other team's number four runner, I think, in the nation, at least. Yeah. And some teams, number one runner, right? But that's how good NC State is. I uh, can't wait till we see them full squad, which I think they're running at Notre Dame when they're going to race against New Mexico and Alabama, which will be a really good matchup. So yeah. Look out for that. But NC State, no, showing no signs of flaws. They look immaculate after their first race. Mm. On the men's side, you know, someone who doesn't follow it may think there's some flaws, but I still think NAU is looking pretty immaculate because NAU, they go one, two, three. Theo Quacks wins it. Santiago Prosser gets second. Kang Neok gets third. But the team finishes third overall. They go one, two, three, 1935. They lose to both North Carolina and Georgetown. So... Should we be worried about the national champions getting third mm-hmm. in a September 16th meet? I mm-hmm. think not. They didn't run a lot of their big stars. They didn't run, uh, they didn't run Drew Bosley. They didn't run Nico Young. They didn't run Colin Salmon. They didn't run George Koosh. They didn't run Brody <laughs> Hasty. They didn't run Ryan Raff. So I ba- basically, they ran, that, they ran everybody. They didn't run six that. of their guys. <laughs> they didn't run six of their top seven. So I think they're going to be all okay. right. Well, your question leads me to my question. We've seen a lot of coaching changes in college football early on. Is Mike Smith on the hot seat after this loss? You know, there has been some rumors circulating. You know, people are getting their resumes ready for the NAU coaching job. He did just get a five-year extension, but, you know, you don't fly all the way out to Bloomington, Indiana and put up a – a third place burger, you know, losing to Georgetown and North Carolina. Now, all jokes aside, it was a good run though for Theo Quacks, who he didn't just win, he kind of he won by like eight seconds. There's some good guys in this like Parker Stokes, I think he was all American. Or no, he wasn't all American. He finished like the hundred and fiftieth, but I think he was like top two in his regional in the in the north in the mid Atlantic region. Atlanta. Will Coogan's yeah. pretty good. Um, so some of these guys are pretty good. I don't know. The question I had. I just think it's funny. You're just like, is any of you in trouble? Now they didn't run proceeds to list the entire roster. Their entire varsity. But are they in trouble? No, they're not in trouble. Obviously they're not in trouble. Uh, they, they basically have nine guys or seven spots. So there's going to be the question is who's going to run their seventh. Who's going to be their seventh man. 
will be Kang, Santiago, Theo, Ryan Raff. But here's the question that we really want to know. Will we or won't we see Colin Solomon in 2022? Because clearly they have depth. They have nine guys for seven spots. You know, so it's not like they need a seventh man. So they could redshirt Colin Solomon and still have a very good roster. And this is a question that NAU always has to answer every year. In 2018, mm-hmm. they had to decide if Brody Hasty was going to run. They decided to redshirt him. 2019, they had to decide if Drew Bosley was going to run. They debuted him at Nuttycomb, and Drew Bosley ended up being their number one runner in the, in the year they lost. And then mm-hmm. Nico Young, he decided to run his true freshman year. So the past three star freshmen, two of them ran, one of them didn't. Will Colin Salmon be a true freshman runner or will he be redshirted? What do you think? I think you never know how long these superstars are going to stay. So you should run them. And if he's as good as you say he's going to be, or you think he's going to be this year, I think they need him if they want to win. But... Yeah, the question is, though, for the... We're not at the workouts. He's a sub-four miler. He can run a great two-mile and a 5K, but can you run a 10K? Well, and that's what I'm saying. If if I don't think you... In a world where you think he's going to stay for... Let's just say you assume he's going to stay his entire career, right? And you really want... You really value that year of eligibility, right? I don't think you pull the red shirt for him to be the seventh guy, right? Sixth or seventh guy. And the only people who know where he stands within the team is the NAU team. That's the only, that's the only group who knows. So it just, it depends on what you know, but like the, the, the thought process of what do you do with Nico young? Well, it seems obvious now because what, how many years of eligibility does he have left still? I think he's three, three right? more. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, does anybody think that he's going to be there for three more years? No. So no. if you if you redshirted him, he'd have another year on top of that. And I mean, NAU's NAU. They'll probably be fine regardless, but I get it. You don't want to rush the development. and But if they're doing the workouts and the, your only hesitancy is, oh, man, do I don't want to burn this year because I can have them when they're older and they'll be even better. Well, that doesn't make a ton of sense if – or that's not as big of an issue if you think they're going to go pro anyway, right? Well, the, the key is like – Mike Smith has to make a decision based off of workouts, right? Not based yeah. off of a race performance. Because if he thinks like he's looking good in workouts and then he goes and runs an Nuttycomb and blows up and you're like, oh, this, yeah, yeah. maybe he's really good at working out and not really good at racing you, or like at the cross-country race, which I don't think is true, right? Colin's great. He's not going to yeah. flutter and lose to a bunch of 14, 20 guys. Like he can run the 13-minute range. So he clearly has the talent. It's going to be the question to watch, right? Will they or won't they run Colin Salmon? Because I, I agree with you. I think they need him. I think in order for NAU to beat Stanford, they're going to need Colin Salmon to be in their top four. Well, like they need – what do you have at 20? You have at yeah. 20 or something like that, 25? They need a person to run like that. Now, whether or not it's Colin Salmon or somebody else, I don't know. But if he is filling the role as you think he's going to fill, then yeah, then you can do the math and figure out that they definitely 
need him because you actually have Stanford ahead of NAU when you actually look at the points, but you just decided to do some fake math to put NAU number one, which we already talked about. We won't get into that. Hey, we only have five minutes left. Let's take a walk down memory lane, though, because I feel like the meet formerly known as the Foot Locker Championships is just pure nostalgia for kids who grew up in the 90s because, you know, it was, the, it was the Kinney Nationals way back in the day. But when I was around, I knew it was the Foot Locker Nationals. Then last year, it turned into the East Bay Nationals, which you remember East Bay, right? How big of a deal yeah. that was when the, cat, when the catalog little- came? Yeah, getting your little cleats on there and your shin guards for soccer and all that good stuff. Yeah, like, and then it had the weights listed. So you're like, oh my gosh, how how much did the Jasaris weigh? Like, you're looking at the spikes and everything like that, trying to figure out which ones are the lightest. Oh man, they have javelin shoes. What's the deal with that? This magazine actually cares about track and field equipment. This is amazing. I loved it. Big fan. But the meet is not the Foot Locker Nationals. It's not the East Bay Nationals. It's changed again to another thing that 90s kids will be familiar with, champs sports. Who didn't go to a champ sports in the mall back in the day? I know you did, Gordon. But the starter jackets there, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Get a hat. The new Air Maxes are out. So it's the, uh, what's it going to be called officially? The champs sports. Yeah, what's the official name? The champs. Do they have a name for it? Yeah, they officially. Okay. A Champ Sports National Championship? Champ Sports – is it going to be called the Champ Sports Championship? Yeah, Champ Sports National called, Championship. That's a, <laughs> should it just be called the Champ the Championship? Yeah, Champs. Champs. <laughs> Champs it's tough to say. It's the Champ Sports National Championship. I guess they can't call it Champs because okay. that would conflict with actual oh. Champs, which is in Jamaica, you know, with their high school championship. It is weird, though. You, they, you, when you do a big press release, like we are now East Bay cross country championships and you're very like, let's just pretend this is a good thing. And we were going forward, Foot locker, that's, that's the past. The new future is East Bay. And then a year later, like, uh, no, about that. We're going now do one champs, like champs. It seems kind of, so do you say you won champs? That's what we're going to, I think for short, they're going to call it champs. I'm, that's a cool name. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. That's that's a cool name because when it was Foot Locker, you said, "Are you going Foot Locker?" Now, yeah, I think if East Bay stuck around for longer, we maybe would have become familiar with it. And then kids these days who didn't get the catalog, that would have been their first association. The meat they wouldn't even thought about, so it wouldn't have seemed weirder then. But oh, they won East Bay. But saying you win champs, I think that's got a cool name. And I think winners should get a starter jacket. I know there. I know starters not sponsoring it. But I think you should they do should. that. You should get yeah, get a whole bunch of custom. Um, do they do the custom jerseys? Or they had the authentic jerseys, right? The real thick ones that cost like way more than the actual jersey. They had some of those there too. And you can get a soft yeah, pretzel. Go to hot dog on a stick afterwards. I do think because it's the same name as the Jamaican champs. Like they should find a way to do every four years a host the champs cross country meet at mm. in Kingston, Jamaica. Oh, I thought you were saying in a mall. No, no, not not in no, in Kingston and combine Jamaica champs with high school national champs. Well, and have an ultimate champ. Correct me if I'm wrong. I thought it was just called the Jamaican boys and girls championships and champs was the nickname. Correct. correct. Yes. 
So this could be the Champ Sports National Championships, and then it's just the nickname is Champs. Yeah. But the nickname's already taken. You can't have two people. You go to malls nickname. all the time now. You go to malls all the time now because you're getting, you know, your new clothes and your cologne, all that, your shoes, all that stuff. Do they have a Champ Sports in the mall here in Austin? I don't know. I feel like I it comes remember. standard, right? I don't remember. But they might. That would be cool, though, if they had a cross-country meet in a mall. You got to go, like, up and down the escalator. <laughs> it's still in San strategy. Diego, right? It's like, still it's in still San Diego. It's yeah. not changing. Anyway. What is, I wonder what Remember kids are going to do. Are the kids going to go to NXN? Lids. Are they going to go to Champs? Are they going to go to Running Lane? There's three options. Yeah, this is turning into track now. Yeah. Where there's just each... There's four championships to choose from, and all the good people spread out. I like it. I think they should do that in every major sport, like the NBA. They should choose, after the regular season. You should choose between three tournaments that you play in <laughs> to see who the best team is. That would be funny if that actually that. happened in professional sports. I mean, oh yeah, I'm anyway. going to win okay. the, the champs NBA title versus the starter yeah. NBA title versus the Footlocker NBA title. Yeah. Which World Series are you competing in this year? I get it. More kids get to go, which and have a postseason meet, which is which is cool for them. But if your interest is getting for sure the best people on the same starting line together, it makes it a bit difficult when you have multiple meets. But that's another story for another day. Um, checking on the chat, they're still talking about Noah Lyles and <laughs> Sprint Double. <laughs> And Jalen Slade, his potential. Um, Jalen Slade, I someone did bring him. Someone did bring up the uh, Fernando Munyal. I didn't click on the link. I just saw the headline who said he's going to break the world record. So I'm, I'm pumped about that. Munyal maybe, maybe oh, said he's going to break the world record? Yeah, I got to get the actual <laughs> nice. tweet. I want to check that out. I think it's awesome. September is great. September should just be like once you should have, there should be a four week period after the track season ends. Where you just say whatever you want with like no repercussions. Yeah, because no one's gonna remember. No one's be like, "Hey, yeah. remember you said you're gonna break the world record when he runs like 10:01 yeah, yeah, in yeah. May." Yeah. No one's gonna remember. If you're if you're right, you get all the credit. If you're wrong, we all agree that we just forget about it. Yeah. But you should just be able to speak your truth for four weeks after the season. And he probably thinks he can break the world record. More power to him. If I was that so, fast, I think I could run a little bit faster. So you're saying I should have made my bolt prediction tweet in September and not no, day two of no, the world championships? No, you timed it perfectly in terms of getting people to pay attention to it while getting heckled in person. I think you timed that one expertly. I'm saying athletes, not okay. media. Athletes should be able to say they should be able to speak their truth for a couple weeks after about themselves. So Lyle's kicked it off. I want the double. Omanyal is saying, I'm going to break the world record. Let's keep it going. Let's keep it going for three more weeks. Let's just get more predictions. Again, we like think, man, what is he thinking? But it's like you run 9-8, right? You're faster than 99.99999% of the people in human history. It's I don't think it's that crazy to think, oh, I can run a little bit faster. Now we're like, oh, man, it's a long way to 9-5-8. But if you're already so much faster than everybody else, it's not too crazy to think that you could do that. Well, do you see that this this tweet uh, from Marvin Bracy? Put it in the um, in the in the. Speaking of September tweets, everyone's doing it these days. 
Oh, he drew a parallel between the silver medalist becoming the gold medalist. And yeah, that's something I would say. I was very proud of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a, Hey, look, I'm going to win. And then, and then everybody jokingly roasted him. Those all got, they all get along. All those guys get along. Yeah. Cause like they're, they're, so yeah, Marvin Brace said, all I'm saying is in 2017, Coleman got second, followed up with gold. 2021, Curly got second, followed up with gold. 2022, I got silver. Y'all see the trend? See you next year. And then Fred Curley responded, boy, hell no, that gold mine next year. Just stop it, son. And, and Fred Norwood, Hall got you're involved. not Christian Coleman. You're definitely not Fred. Stop this while you're ahead. But I see where you're trying to go with this. Quit it. Yeah, I think it's funny. I think it's great that they're – yeah, they're participating in what I want. I want more of this. I want more of this in September. All right, we got to go. We got to leave it there. Thanks to Colt for producing. Thanks to everybody who tuned in. Uh, if you're a member – you can check out the members only pod. If you're not, you can do it. Subscribe. We'll talk more about the member pod coming up uh, this week. And we will talk to you guys on Wednesday. Are we going live at a different time on Wednesday? No, I don't think so. Maybe. We may be. Stay tuned. We might. Okay. So either tomorrow, we, on Wednesday, we might go live at 9 a.m. or 1230, which will be a new time slot. So if we're not live at 9, we're going to be live at 1230. Central. Okay. Central. Yep. (laughs) Bring your lunch. See you guys.